0: Getting to graphs with...
1: Hello? AJ Wright. Oh, it worked. We should have done that at the start. Brilliant. We got there. Yes, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, uh, Same old. How about you? Good. Is uh, is this microphone working okay? I don't know. um, Just just to check, first of all. Uh, You're a little bit quiet. No problem. I can move. Oh, there you go. That was better. Or maybe just move us to the mic. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it was.
0: Oh, have you been doing yeah. how's uh how are you
1: surviving lockdown um yeah not too bad uh the i mean it's locked down two electric boogaloo really isn't it it's, it's just uh, going yeah, over no, and over again we're free aren't we
0: well, this is lockdown free
1: yeah well i mean i was actually i was I, the, the second one i was work i was working at morrison so it didn't really feel like a lockdown i was I was, but um oh, yeah i goodness. suppose we're probably free it. now it's there go on what
0: was it like uh working like in the supermarket during this i can imagine
1: hell pretty much oh i oh mate i was the i was the junior butcher and fishmonger so i was uh, gutting fish from six in the morning after oh. cycling to work so probably a 30 minute cycle to get in and you're already you know you're already a bit sweaty and then all of a sudden you're coming home stinking of fish every day so um i got out of that with a, a just before christmas
0: and now you're doing your I, um, for the country you're uh doing yeah. uh, vaccinations and stuff right
1: yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm one of the traffic marshals at the um, vaccination center here in Portsmouth. It's actually really fun to be honest, because everyone that's there wants to help. So it's a, it's, a, it's a really good atmosphere. That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, uh, and I have to say as well, the the podcast from the get go, like because I, there's sometimes I'm standing out in the, you know, we've had snow lately, we've had re- a really bad rain, so I'm standing out in the rain directing traffic for oh. eight hours at a time sometimes. So the the pod, listening to you guys. You know, with with your uh, esteemed guests over the weeks, has been a has been a really, really, really big help. So, thank you for starting this podcast.
0: We do try. Um, <laughs> to be honest, it was bo- uh, created out of boredom rather than any. Uh, little... <laughs> uh,
1: oh, it's a shame we couldn't have in here today, but yeah, you know, the, but the show must got, go you're on. You're going
0: to have to stick with with my uh, boring ass who doesn't prepare. Oh, oh man, don't and worry, he's only either. got like. Three lines of notes for this entire meeting. He's yeah. the organised one. I just kind of tag along. Um, to be
1: honest, it's uh, it's it's just nice to be uh, to talk, talking to someone that's uh, not 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 about uh, not about work or what we're having for dinner. For once, that's that's the only it's only two conversations we seem to be having these days. Is what's what what's for dinner and what are we doing at work? Because uh everyone's life's kind of and in the cycle of the same stuff these days, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Groundhog Day definitely
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that's the, uh, that's the gist of it but yeah um cheers for having me I'm uh, quite excited to be here
0: I'm excited to have you on because you have one of the most unique stories um, literally from birth of, me, of the <laughs> trainees at the uh, Portsmouth School of Wrestling um, sh- Wow, should we start right there? I mean um,
1: well it's, it was the start at the start and going start- from there
0: at the uh the the creation the procreation of you or well, nine months after the yeah. procreation of you yeah I, us,
1: yeah uh... I, I, I don't I don't know that much about um I don't know that much about the very start but from nine months after that I can you know I was there so <laughs> um yeah so when I was born um in Portadown which is a little town um 30 30 miles south of Belfast um when I was born I had a CHD, which is a coronary heart defect. So the valves on the left side of my heart didn't grow properly from, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So um, I needed a, my first valve replacement. I needed, I had when I was six weeks old. Close, um, then followed up by my second one at 18 months. I had two valves replaced um, on my third operation when I was four. And then I had... um. Uh, what what they basically what they instead of replacing obviously the, uh, an original valve I got a size um a size upgrade for both of them when I was 11 and they put in the biggest size they could have by then so now at the minute it's kind of just I'm a walking uh, trial and error because they haven't had anyone actually just need one due to time it's always been you know it's like they need a bigger size upgrade or they need a downgrade in size I'm active, I'm kind of a walking test subject in that. They think it could be anything between 30 to 60 years from now. So when I need another one.
0: So by the age of what, 11, you'd have what, four
1: Four major heart heart surgeries? surgeries. Yeah. And I mean, probably 11 or 12 uh, catheter exams where they put the camera inside you just just to check on it.
0: Oh my goodness. And can you remember, well, I assume you can remember the ones from like...
1: I remember um... the third and the fourth one.
0: So what was that like? I mean, obviously it's sort of um,
1: ter- terrifying as a child. Um, yeah. Well, can't imagine. When, when I, when I was four, um, I re- like obviously I was four years old. I, I, it's kind of just flashes of being in hospital. I don't really remember that much of, you know, the, the night before or the night after, or even waking up straight after. But um, the one when I was 11, I remember most of that pretty clearly. Um, I just remember there was a, Remember then I, I had to start because obviously you have to fast before a massive operation like this. Um, so uh, I had to stop eating at midnight. So I remember my dad um, came around with uh, two uh, KFC bargain bucket each for me <laughs> in in the hospital ward, a, a box of Quality Street each, and the entire Indiana Jones box set. And that's wow. what we did the night before. Sounds my like a operation. glorious
0: cheat day to me.
1: <laughs> your cheat days, your, your your cheat days have been uh, have, uh, have uh, just re- reminded me that uh um, just, just how much uh, you can put away. I, 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 I struggle with With a quarter of what you eat on a cheat day in a week. Uh, <laughs> you got to yes. build up to it. But, yeah, um, exactly. So... But yeah. So, um, that was the night before the operation, and then I remember, um, and then so the the way this kind of works is, you know, they get you all kind of like comfortable. They take, they take you in, and they they, they put you to sleep with um, with uh, I can't remember what the gas is called, but they put it over your over your mouth um, mouth and nose, obviously. Seems like an oxygen mask, only it's to put you to sleep. And um, the last thing I remember is being told, what's your favourite football team? And obviously halfway through saying Manchester United, I must have passed out and I wake up two and a half days later in an ICU ward. Two uh, and a half days later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the operation itself takes about uh, 12 hours. Jesus um, and then obviously quite heavily sedated, moved into an ICU unit. Um, and then maybe just after the two days mark, because um, they, they, they will wake you up gradually because they need to make sure, obviously because they, so what they do is they obviously saw the ribs and not to go into too much graphic detail, but they obviously have to get, get to the heart. So what they do is they saw the ribs and then have to cl- um, clamp them back together. So they actually don't want you awake while they, while the ribs are properly healing because obviously you can't be up and moving around um, too early. Yeah. So yeah, um, so I remember waking up, uh, obviously ridiculous pain in my chest, uh, you know, it, it, it feels like I've just gone through, um, you know, six or seven Shabbat seminars in a row, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just remember the first thing I remember is um, being um, told that if I want to cough, I have to let them know um, five minutes in advance, because they're going to have to bring in at least six nurses, to each to hold a pillow to my chest to make sure my chest doesn't explode. Oh Good. <laughs> um but yeah, um the, the upside of that was um I stayed in the ICU unit for a week and um so I had my operation on I want to say the first week of November, whatever year it was, and I was um back into school for two um two weeks before the Christmas holidays. So I would have had my operation on the first week of November, spent a week in hospital afterwards and then straight back into well um high school at the time. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was one of the um, one of the fastest recoveries they'd seen in a while so I was uh, quite happy with that
0: so how how did that affect your childhood were you like uh, did you struggle to like run around and oh
1: yeah, go on yeah. Frames? So prior prior to the fourth operation like I said when they put in the bigger size valves so the the first three operations were literally rep- replacing my skin valves the ones that I was born with that were defective. And uh, so they obviously replaced them throughout the um, three operations. Um, I just remember, like, I remember being really young, like probably up until I was about eight or nine and not really questioning why, because I was just being told you can't do what the other kids can do. You know, I can't, com- I can't participate in sports day unless it's, you know, the egg and spoon race. Oh. You know, I, I was told I could only ever play goalkeeper at football because running round... For 90 minutes was just out of the question at the time. Um, But I remember after having my last operation when I was 11, the fourth one, um, I remember being back in school, like I said, a week, maybe a week and a half later, given it was probably like a weekend or something. And it literally felt like someone had like put me in a new body. I went from not being able to walk, and I'm, like, i like, I I wish I was exaggerating for, for my younger life. I couldn't even walk up the stairs of my own house without having to take like a five minute break of like afterwards, because obviously my, my heart just wasn't working to full capacity. And then, um, I remember after the operation, it was literally like someone had just, you know, taken me out and put me in a brand new body. I could run, I could, you know, I could do, I could do PE fully for the first time in my life when I was like... I could go swimming and not have to like take a literally take a five minute break after every length. It's you know, it was literally like a new lease on life. It was, it was amazing to be honest. And I'll uh, forever be thankful for the uh, Belfast Children's Hospital that did all the operations. So, yeah.
0: So, can you remember like that first moment where you realized, wow, I can do. You know, I can yeah. run now, I
1: can breathe. Can you remember? Yeah, like it, was, it was, yeah, it was, so I was back in school. It would have been, so obviously we got back to school and it was coming up to Christmas anyway. So I was only in school for two weeks and then we went off for Christmas. I remember coming back from Christmas and my birthday is the 6th of January. So I always, like, I it always I always end up coming back before, like slightly after or on my birthday some years, which is always not fun. But um, afterwards, I remember, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm 12 now. I've just turned 12. I you know, I want to do the things I can do. And I remember at lunchtime, um, it's, it's, lunchtime was always the same in school. Obviously I think for a lot of guys as well, it was run out onto the pitch and get, a, you know, get a 20 minute game of whatever you can before you yeah. have to go back into class. And I would never be able to participate in that like ever. Or if I was, like I said, I was goalkeeper because I just couldn't run. And I remember running over to the football pitch. And usually if I was running over the football pitch h- halfway through, running to the pitch, I'd have to stop and take a break. And I just remember not having to do that. You know, just being be, being able to run from the school door to the football pitch in the school grounds was something I hadn't been able to do before. And doing that for the first time was was, you know, it just it just felt pretty special, kind of, you know.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah.
1: so you had
0: well, have you had any health scares since?
1: No, no. Um, I uh I had my um so the, my checkups used to be every six months then they extended that to every year and then i got a checkup when i came home in my second year of uni and they basically said look uh there's not coming, coming for checkups <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally yeah they were they were like look we'll just um you know we'll, we're going to extend this to um yeah to uh 24 months um, at, at a time because there's you know we're just telling you the same thing every time essentially um the only thing that could ever or would ever require me to go back in would be if they found a better alternative to the valves i've currently got but like i said i'm kind of a walking test subject in that in that way would you
0: take them up on that or would you be hesitant to to take the risk of going out on life again
1: i don't know um like i said because i don't really remember the first three i've only really got the the last one to go on and it's the week in hospital is rough. I remember yeah, cause I spent, sure. cause I spent a whole week in ICU. I remember I was, so if you can picture, you know, there's typical hospital movie style ICU with the beds or like literally the room is lined with beds mm-hmm. and patient in each bed, the guy, the person next to me. And I don't even know, unfortunately, I don't even know how this ended up um, how, what the outcome of this was, but I'm, um, I'm 11 years old playing the playstation 2 and the little tv that they'd managed to wheel up to my bedside and the guy beside me the machine he was wired up to just starts going crazy and they had to perform emergency heart surgery on him while i was in the next bed and because it was emergency it probably took 10 20 minutes for someone to draw the curtain because obviously they're not they weren't focused on that they were focused on saving this guy's life and then i just got wheeled out of the ward and i that was the last i saw so seeing that and going under the knife again it would have to be a really big decision i'd have to you know First art, I um I, I it would be really weird for me to get it done anywhere else but back home in Ireland because obviously that's just what I've known. You know, if I had to get it here and have a set of doctors that haven't been the ones that have been looking after me since I like for as long as I can remember that, I think that would feel really, really weird. Because yeah. it's actually the same the same surgeon did all four of my operations. And if I'm if, if I'm correct, he was in his 70s when he did the one when I was four years old oh so God, it would have made him dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it would have made him it would have made him you know it almost I think early 80s by the time I was 11 and I remember so clearly he had massive hands he like I mean like absolutely I mean it looks like it, his hands looked like he was wearing goalkeeper gloves but he wasn't <laughs> and I just remember asking him how the hell did you fix my heart when I was six weeks old you know because he's you know he's if you picture, obviously, how small I must have been, how small my heart must have been, but the fact that he just, you know, he he shrugged it off. He was that's what he did, you know. Incredible. But yeah, he was shout shout out, uh, Mister Gladstone, if he's still knocking around. If, if
0: he's still alive, I hope he is.
1: Yeah, but yeah, wow. um, I, I I would be hesitant to go under to get another heart operation unless it was absolutely necessary. You know, I think the the I haven't felt any limitations in that way for a while, like for years, really. You know, so I haven't. I'd have. You can. I can always feel it. Obviously, I'll be. I'll be on I'll be on daily medication for the rest of my life. That's just a thing. You know, I'm. I take eight different medications every morning. Just (laughs)
0: different medications. Is it like difficult to Uh, track of that?
1: Well, it. Well, it. Eight tablets. Sorry, it. 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 Eight different medications is a bit much. So. So so I take warfarin three mil, warfarin one mil, warfarin half mil. So to make up eight and a half, and then I take frusemide, spironolactone, and Digoxin um different you know different measurements there i use, I actually take my own blood tests so I take my own blood tests weekly and I adjust my tablets accordingly
0: oh, so uh,
1: yeah, I've been doing that for and that'll be a lifelong thing I mean my dad obviously used to do the blood tests when I was little I actually used to have to travel to the hospital before they had invented the home test yeah. Um, so we got the home test when I was about ten dad obviously I was you know dad has to dad has to take your bloods and screaming 10 year old me didn't want that. So I ended up learning to do it myself when I was about uh, 14. And uh, yeah, it's just that uh, it's just something I've always had to do and will always have to do really.
0: seems such a like, crazy routine. Like I can't remember to like, I don't know. I brush my teeth in the morning and have a shower. And that's pretty much the only routine I <laughs> ever stick to. I learn like oh. trying to sort out medication as well. I can imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember, I remember really clearly. Um, when I was about um, thirteen or fourteen, I was going on a school trip, and uh, the teacher um um just asked my mum just because we were neighbours. Um, uh, you know um, what happens if he doesn't take his tablets? And mum just you know looked at the teacher in the eye. So so Irish mum in way and just went, if he misses it one day, it's fine, but after two days, he'll have a stroke on the spot. <laughs> oh shit yeah and the teacher kind of took a minute and went does his dad want to come along on the trip <laughs> so uh yeah I had my dad come along for almost every school trip um that we any want anything that you know required staying overnight or anything which is quite nice for him and for me because I had my dad along and he got the day off work
0: yeah well, it sounds like yeah. you've got a fantastic family a great support system
1: yeah I think that's really something I've been blessed with I think we all kind of live within literally within a five ten minute drive of each other as well you can you can i always say you can get from my house to my uncles to my nans to my other uh, aunties within 15 minutes you can visit all three and that's you know that was it's a really good system to have you know if anything ever were to happen and again i think my mom and dad have a really really strong connection um and just have you know i think being having the wait in a waiting room for you know like i say like you know for a twelve for the length of a twelve hour operation, you know if your kid's gonna be okay. I think that's a, probably re- like really really cemented their relationship. Like I I I don't even I've I've said this before before to friends. Like I some people have obviously really really difficult family issues, and I am so happy that obviously I don't have that. That I wouldn't swap not having a heart problem. You know what I mean? Like if if yeah. like I, I I would rather keep my exact history as it is because I know the effect it's had on bringing my family together as a whole. You know, it's been really, it's been a, the, the silver lining of everything really is that we're all kind of strong and connected and together.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so wrestling is difficult to begin with and you've had an uphill <laughs> battle since you were literally out of the womb. Um, yeah. Okay, so yep. let's roll us to wrestling.
1: Uh, yeah. First, uh, memories of wrestling? Um, so the, so my neighbor, I'll, um, I'll, I will name drop him because I don't, I do he'll ever listen. I don't think even, uh, I don't think he'd more anymore. Um, Gareth Watson, uh, I've given him, give him a name drop. He, he got a trampoline, um, oh. for one of his birthdays. And I was the, I was the kid who was five years younger and was the test dummy for him because he loved wrestling. So and your, him, parent, like,
0: your parents were okay with this stuff? All oh no,
1: they, 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 they All they, all they were told was, "I'm going to Gareth's house." They, wow. um, you know, and uh, but yeah, so uh, I um, I was the test dummy. I would go under his and him, him and his older mates would hit me with batista bombs on the trampoline, and you know they'd do the old tower doom spot with a couple of us under, and you know it was that's really. I was actually ended up, you know, in in a, in a weird way, I ended up getting to know wrestling because i was like right i want to know moves i can do on them you know so um the first match the first i remember the first pay-per-view i ever bought was the um well bought paid what got my dad to buy obviously i wasn't i wasn't that savvy but um, the uh 2005 world rumble where vince Torres quads oh my god that was the first wrestling pay-per-view i watched not the first show i think i watched a couple of raws before that um but yeah I uh, just turned uh, My my birthday is in sixth of January, so um, I just turned what would I have been eight, yeah. And then, uh, you know, for my birthday, I was like, "Can I get? Can I watch the Royal Rumble?" And they bought me the Royal Rumble on Skype, pay per view as it was then. And uh, yeah, and then um, I watched uh, Cena and Batista argue it out, and then Vince come down and sit on the floor and give instructions. <laughs>
0: Only Vince McMahon could tear not one but two quads. Oh
1: yeah, and can, and still finish the segment. I think that's the that's, that's the crucial part. Still finishing the segment yeah, as well. I
0: like it's an absolute <laughs> agony to tear a quad. Like uh, I don't know if you remember Triple H tore a quad. Uh,
1: yeah, in the tag match. Against, yeah, against
0: Jericho, then got put in the Walls of Jericho.
1: Yeah, for, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it's, and the also the other one. Um, it, I, I don't think it was the same match, but uh, where he. Uh, where it's him and Michaels, it uh, was DX, and he ended up tearing his quad as well. I can't remember who it was against, but yeah, Triple H is... Uh, you can see the agony they're in, and then Vince, who's probably got 25 years at least on all of them, you know, he's, he's tearing, his, tearing the quads, and instead of writhing in pain, he's just carrying on with the, with the segment to make sure it gets, gets done. And then, obviously, the, the famous story of him refusing medical help and asking for the corridors to be cleared so he could walk to his car to have someone drive him to the hospital with 2 torn quads.
0: I, I would love to be a fly on the wall, basically throughout Vince's entire life. He, I think he's probably <laughs> one of the most remarkable, yeah. insane millionaires that has ever lived. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Like apparently sure. doing a documentary on him that's coming out.
1: That's uh, going to th- th- be, I think, uh, if there was anything, if it was ever anything that was going to be more interesting than the Under- Undertaker documentary, it would be a Vince documentary. You know, the Undertaker Absolutely. documentary was great, but a Vince one is just going to be, it's going to, Blow any perception of what he's like out of the water, and we're going to get to see, you know, if 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 they have any old backstage footage of him even negotiating, just to see the way he speaks, like when he's off camera, it'll be, I think it'll be a real a real treat for all of us.
0: Yeah, hopefully they don't uh, sugarcoat it or (laughs) retroactively. Like, I want to see like the absolute dirt of the dirt. Yeah, for sure, really gritty. Um. Cool. So that was your first pay-per-view. Can you remember like, um, what really hooked you? Was there a match or a wrestler in particular?
1: Um, so after watching um, that that pay-per-view, I then uh, went back. I, uh, I remember going to um, Extra Vision, if you remember Extra Vision. I don't know if that was purely an, an Ireland thing, but it basically um, uh, where you go and you'd rent a game or a movie for a couple of nights and then return it. I don't know if it might have been called something different in England. Oh, so it's um, essentially
0: block, Blockbuster or... Yeah, like yeah, yeah, for, yeah, well.
1: essentially, yeah. But it was called Extra Vision um, over here. And I remember going and um, the, uh, the, I'd watched, um, you know, different clips and stuff just from being around at my I mate mean, Gareth's house. You know, there'd be some times where he'd come in and be like, watch this, watch this. And then we'd watch it and he'd drag me out on the trampoline <laughs> to do it. Um, so um, I, I, from that, I, uh, went to, I went to the shop and I rented a Jeff Hardy box set for a weekend. And uh, watched it all in the first night, rewatched it all in the second night, and then uh, didn't want to hand it back because I wanted to keep it, but had to hand it back obviously to the store. And um, yeah, uh, from there I think um, anyone who anyone who was there in my first training session, the little Mark that came in, you know, with the with the arm sleeves and the and the black trousers. Thankfully, I've changed from them. But yeah, Jeff, I think from from the get go, Jeff was really really in, you know encapsulated everything that I that I thought professional wrestling to be, you know, especially I don't know if you've, the, the, so the actual, the box that I got um, included I don't know if you've ever seen it, they're a backyard for the big time disc, where it, it follows, obviously Matt and Jeff did the trampoline wrestling when they were younger and created their own little promotion and performed in front of their friends and stuff
0: Yeah, it was, a uh, I want to say Omega or something wrestling? Yeah, yeah,
1: Omega was the leader one, yeah, you're right, yeah, it was great So I watched, so watching that and being like, obviously they're doing it on a trampoline I do it on a trampoline <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, so that was really it. I mean, Matt as well, Matt is cool, but it, I always kind of gravitated towards Jeff just for, you know, the the mad stuff he did. That you no, know, you know, I think there's something in it of people telling you you shouldn't do something and then you do it. I always say that, um, if you if you're walking down a corridor and one door has a no entry sign on it and the rest are all blank, which door do you want to go through? Yeah, you the know, so I think, the unknown. And yeah, for defy, sure. Defy defy the rules. Yeah, exactly, and I think I drew a few parallels from that. You know, from being told you shouldn't play football, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, and you know, kind of the defiance of being like, no, I want to. You know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. You know, and probably slightly naive and you know, stupidly, I don't want to listen to the doctor. I want to do what I want to do. But uh, that you know, with um, maturity, you learn that the doctors are usually right.
0: Cool. So, how did that lead you to the Portsmouth School of Wrestling and Secondary, what on earth did your parents think about you wanting to be a wrestler <laughs> after all you've been
1: through? Yeah, um, I uh, I think my um, my mum had been through a lot of shocks with me. Obviously, um, telling her i was the, I remember the like just a sidetrack from the point of getting into wrestling, but like throughout the year she'd had to deal with me. You know, coming in and telling her I've been named in the football team for the weekend, and she wasn't happy about that. Um, coming in with a tattoo when I was 16, when my doctors told me that if I get a tattoo, there's a, you know, a percentage of a chance that I could bleed out because of the medication I'm on. I could bleed out on the tattoo table. So you know, having to deal with with all that through the years. When I told her I was started wrestling, she actually wasn't that shocked. She just kind of wanted to know the ins and outs of it and like, are you being trained safely? You know, are you looking after yourself, kind of thing. She's not not a wrestling fan by any means, but I uh, managed to drag. Her, my dad, and my brother. Um, across. I didn't drag them across the water. That would be weird. But um, I managed to get them to come over to Portsmouth for my debut. So, they're they're not that against it. They just um, I think it's mum wishes. I, I think mum wishes I'd have taken up something like badminton. You know. Yeah. Or I golf. think that
0: everybody's. Well, my mum, I know, despises <laughs> wrestling. But she's very. Oh, i suppose if that's what you want to do. Are you sure you want to do? <laughs> that? Are you sure you want to do that?
1: Yeah, but well, my, your mom, mom my mom sounds incredible. Yeah, my mom is great. Well she um mom, I, I come from my mum and dad were both in the army, both um, you know, both and being in the army in Northern Ireland in uh around the you know the late eighties, early nineties, uh you, you develop a quite a quite a tough mindset. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, um so from there I ended up Coming to Portsmouth almost completely by fluke. and um, One of my friends who was the year above me in college was at Portsmouth Uni doing um, chemistry. Yeah. And I came to visit him, not even thinking about coming to uni myself. At the time, I was working full-time in Belfast and I was, you know, happy where I was. But I came over to visit him and fell in love with Portsmouth in from, in, in this, from a Thursday to a Sunday. Yeah, you know, we went out a couple of times, walking around. I think we went bowling as well. And I kind of just fell in love with it because the contrast to a little town in Ireland and a city in England, you know, what I mean, it was just um, I just thought it was the best thing ever. So I got back and was like, I want to go to uni now. And um, yeah, I went to went to Portsmouth Uni to do drama. And halfway through that met, I think, you know, him um, Gareth Dante. Yep. Yeah. I met Dante and um, he was the year above me in uni. And I just remember meeting him at a house party and him telling me he was a wrestler. And I was obviously like, oh my goodness, what? And because there's no, I, did, I didn't think there was any scope for it. Obviously, even discarding the heart problem, you know, growing up in Ireland, just like, it's, it's kind of like you just think it's out of reach, obviously. Yeah. And a lot then, of guys who said that,
0: they feel like it's just like a, a pipe dream, like it's, oh, yeah, you can only do general. that if you're in America or something
1: like that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'd never, obviously, being from Northern Ireland, I never heard of the British wrestling scene at all, really. I, you know, though I was, Oh, the the only wrestling shows I've been to was, you know, like when every couple of years they might add an Ireland date on one of the Raw Smackdown tours, but usually there wasn't. And usually if it was, it was Dublin, which is a, like a three and a half hour drive from me. Hmm. You know, so um, yeah. I actually ended up going to a Raw show in 2008 when they came to Belfast. That so was quite fun. But um, I, uh, so I got over, met Gareth, and I think it took maybe two weeks of him talking to me just either in class or, you know, at the weekends or anything to convince me to be like, yeah, come down to the school. Obviously at that time I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm fit enough. I don't know if I'll like, obviously there's still that niggle in the back of my mind that even though I've been playing football for a couple of years and I was playing lacrosse for first year, you know, like, which is a quite physical sport in my head. I was like, am I going to be able to keep up? You know what I mean? It's, um but yeah, so I eventually, I eventually was like, F it, I'm going to go down. And, um, Started once a week, and within a couple of months, it was twice a week, and then it was three times a week, and so on and so forth.
0: Incredible! Can you remember your your first session, walking in there?
1: Um, like I remember watching my first session. I didn't train. I uh, specifically went down with Gareth, but I was only going to watch. And yeah. then my actual first session was a beginner session that um, Dan Head took. So uh, okay. I wasn't even one of the regular trainers. Um, Dan, Dan would just happen to be a guest trainer for beginners that night, and. Uh, I went in and I remember on my first session. By the end of it, I um, with me and I, I did a little spot with Dan Head where I ducked a few lines um, and did a crucifix pin <laughs> on him. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, that was that was quite cool. Obviously, to be um, to kind of like at the start of it, be doing the bumps and the rib running, and by the end of it, I was doing a little spot already. And I was kind of like, yeah, and you know, I, I love this. I'll, I'll definitely be back. Uh, shout out to. Uh, Thrilligan Milligan, who took me through the bumps like he does for all the new starts.
0: What a veteran! Yeah, what a veteran at seventeen. Any like hesitance in your mind because of the heart thing, like
1: taking oh, yeah. bumps? And there was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think the first bump when you when you know that that kind of oh yeah we're we're not doing this on a trampoline anymore you know but um I think. Doing it with the heart problem, it was always more of a stamina issue. I wasn't really that, you know, playing like being goalkeeper at football. You get, you know, you you've gotten shots taken at you. Be playing in lacrosse cross. It's essentially American football with sticks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know. So the battering and bruising was like for me at least wasn't the issue. For my mum, that was probably the entire issue. Um. But I, I was always really, really more worried about the stamina issue side of it. Um. And that was literally just um. You know, it required me to just get fitter really. You know, so, um, yeah, there was a bit of worry at the start, but after a couple of sessions, I was kind of like, you know, it's it's all on me to kind of be in the right shape. I, I've seen a lot of people with similar conditions to me who let the condition get the better of them. You know, I remember clearly being in a hospital ward for one of my cath operations, which is the camera one, where there was a little guy in the bed opposite me who probably looked five years younger than me, but was the same age just because he was, you know, he was malnourished and he was pale and weak. And I just, at that moment was like, I I said to myself, I'm not going to let the the heart problem control my life. I'm going to control it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? So, yeah, I think, um, I really quickly kind of adapted to, um, taking the bumps and, you know, the three and a half hour sessions and stuff. And I it just, again, it just required me to get fitter, which is something I, for my own health needed to do it at the time anyway you know so you spent spent the first year of uni partying and not really caring you kind of have to eventually, eventually it does catch up with you
0: yeah i've been there <laughs> um,
1: but
0: yeah uh definitely in-ring training will get you uh fit like no other uh, yeah especially for sure. when you throw yourself completely into it like it sounds like you did um yeah. okay so that's you've been training for how long before your first match
1: so it was just over a year in the end. So um, I started training in November 2017 and then got my debut in April 2019. So um, I remember quite, um, the but in between that, I ended up, I got injured. I remember doing a training match with um, Will Castle, who you guys had on a couple of weeks ago and who is my current hostmate oh that' awesome yeah, yeah yeah, I know. yeah. shot shot, at, <laughs> shot, at, shot shot at the will castle we were doing a doing a training match and I went for the the heartiac arrest you know jeff's drop kick in the corner it's and too uh, great what I yeah. know running a name um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> think you're thinking about it that way but um and when I went up to do the sort of handstand part of the move my left hand slipped off the rope and I came down on myself and uh um, nearly snapped two tendons in my left elbow, so I had to take six months. Well, I should have taken six months off for that. I took 12 weeks off because there was a high flying session I really wanted to go to, and the elbow wasn't fully healed. But I was like, "I'll be fine." Went to do a top rope cross body, and on the landing, the elbow just popped out of place completely. Oh, just clean as a whistle, just. And uh, yeah. It was, uh, then I did take the six months off that I needed. Came back and got my debut um, in April the following year. Can you uh,
0: take us through that? Was it you, I imagine, excited, nerves.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I, like I said earlier, I managed to convince my mum and dad and my brother to come over to watch it as well, which is quite good because, I, you know, I figured uh, um, if I was going to have them come over to visit, it might as well be for more than just showing them around Portsmouth. But, yeah, so um, I did that. It was me. Kai Caden and Tommy Evans versus Dirty Dave Dennis, Sensational Simon Durden, and Ethan the Heat Stevens.
0: Uh, and wait, uh, how did you go about picking your
1: uh, ring name and your ring attire? Um, the ring name, I remember. I remember watching. I remember watching uh, uh, an old Will Smith interview from year from a couple of years ago, um, and he said, "If you ever have to pick a stage name, pick your name because." Him from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, him and Alfonso used to always go, you know, be walking off set and, be, and you'd hear fans across the street going, Will, Will Smith, Will Smith, Carlton, you know, <laughs> so you, you get to, so Will Smith was really grateful that he'd picked his character's name in Fresh Prince to be Will Smith, so he gets remembered by his own name, yeah. and that just kind of stuck with me, because obviously growing up doing drama and stuff as well, I just kind of stuck with me, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be AJ Wright. You know, so if, if it's hopefully when um, if I ever get remembered by uh, by someone, I am um, rem- being remembered by my name. So
0: awesome, and probably easier to trademark.
1: Well, you can't yeah. trademark your name Yeah, for sure. Um, the the gear and stuff it was actually done. It was um, kind of by fluke. My housemate at the time um, was doing fashion and textiles at uni, and she offered to make me gear. And I thought, well, I'm at uni. I've got no money she's offering to make me free gear as long as i just you know put it yeah. on the, uh, put it put it on my social media that she made it jump on I'll that def- jeez yeah yeah i mean it's i mean it could be better it's not gonna lie it could be better quality because obviously it is homemade but it, uh you know it it was um I, need, I needed gear and she was offering to make it for free as long as i uh, as i said as long as i promoted her um page on social media so i was like yeah i'll do that um, and then I got my boots for my birthday before my debut, and yeah, so that was that.
0: So, how
1: did the first match go?
0: Was it awful? <laughs> <Okay-ish>? <laughs> to be honest, i
1: I think I think it was, you know, let's see, not not to okay. That's how I would look at it. But I think that's how everyone looks at their first match when they look back on it. Obviously, after being on shows for a year or however many years, but um. I've recently talking about it to, you know, um just the, the guys in the house and stuff. And on watching it back, we there's nothing spectacular about it, but nothing went wrong. And you know, that's kind of all you can really ask for. And because I had my uni mates and my family over in the audience, I really enjoyed it. And you know, the chance the chance for, for AJ right were were quite were quite nice and loud in the video that followed. So it was yeah, I, I was quite happy with it. That's awesome. And yeah. I, and I, fin- I and I finished it with a swanton one two three. So, oh, uh, yeah. you got the so, pin yeah. as well. Oh. yeah, yeah, got got the pin, got the pin on uh, got the pin on Ethan the Heat Stevens. Beautiful. Um, got for the one two three, and uh, yeah, I just remember I, I remember Simmons got, um, Andy Simmons to me before it, and they Do you want to finish it with the swanton? I just jumped on it. I was like, Yes, oh yeah, yes, yes, oh, I do. Yeah. So um, yeah um, so I remember that, and then in my second match, I teamed with um yourself. Didn't I? Oh, that was your
0: only your, your second match.
1: Yeah, that was my second. Me, you, and Kai Kaden versus, wasn't it? It was Aiden, Andy, Boy Simmons, and Will Castle.
0: Yeah, team moderately extreme.
1: <laughs> yeah, he um, uh, I don't know if you've kept up with Kai Kaden, but he's uh, hence gone and become a a, a powerlifter. Powerlifter well, now. He you know, looks absolutely lift, jacked. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's far from the uh, he, he's far from the um the CM Punk lookalike that was a uh, um taken take to the stage of Buckland with us. He's gone on and gone on to bigger things.
0: I know. If he ever comes back... Oh, I was supposed to be the powerhouse, powerhouse of the trio, but if he
1: ever comes back, he's going to be the like, <laughs> yeah, overhead pressing right. people. And... Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to get you doing Hurricane Runners and Swantons then, and he yeah, can we'll be the powerhouse. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, was a
0: great match as well. I say great yeah. match. For my debut, I was very happy with our... our...
1: Mm, for sure. Since I am... Man. I remember, and this is not a knock on Tommy Evans, but I remember someone coming up to me after one of my uni friends and being like, this guy just looks like you took the guy from your debut and just beefed him up. Because, like, obviously, Tom did the spine buster. Tom, you know, was quite quite wide in his stance, but it just looked like me and Elliot had gotten rid of Tom and come back <laughs> with you, you know, like like Pikachu to Raichu sort of evolution.
0: Oh, amazing. But yeah.
1: But yeah, cool. no, so that was really good. I'm, I'm it, was, it was a pleasure to team with you that night.
0: Yeah, well, you completely calmed my nerves, and um, like I say, I was a little bit shocked that was only your second match because uh, hmm. you guys looked I, well at home in the ring.
1: I think the getting injured, um, in in hindsight, and obviously it being a year and a half from starting to train till my debut, and you know, a lot of a lot of people say if you're, you know, if you're if you're up a standard you'll make your debut within the first year and some people do it some people don't but um i uh i getting injured and taking a bit of time off um and uh, I, I didn't leave in my time off as well i made that like really clear to the andes even though i was injured i was at least you know either on the wednesday or saturday i'd come down and i'd watch training so yeah, there wasn't you want to keep where...
0: in the loop because
1: um, yeah you yeah like loop, you're yeah.
0: terrified you're going to get like forgotten about or lost in the shuffle
1: yeah well that as well and i just want to just keep stay around wrestling obviously um, for me it was drama lectures during the day before and then wrestling in, in a couple of evenings a week or it was you know you'd have a uni performance during the day and instead of going out with the rest of the class you'd be like oh sorry no I'm going to wrestling training you know but um yeah it's really good and it's, and it's nice how i um, how doing the drama degree kind of paralleled with wrestling as well there was a lot of similarities in there and um, that I could draw from for each as well and my uh, my final uni performance, there's a clip of it on my Instagram. My best friend of um, three years of uni put me through a table. <laughs> uh, so, yeah.
0: uh, I Did you work the table or what? Oh yeah. oh, yeah.
1: Oh, so, uh, yeah. So in Portsmouth University, they have their own set building team for drama. We don't build our own sets. So the set building team came to me and was like, how the hell do we make a breakable table? And I was like, <laughs> oh. And so I talked them through the whole, the whole thing, and then we covered it with a, covered it with a, a throw. And um, yeah, in the final in the final scene of my final performance at uni, my, I'm gonna say my best friend of three years uh, puts me puts me through a table, yeah. and uh, that was our that was our kind of go home um, at the very end of uni before graduation. So I think three th- uh, three years of losing me in nightclubs and having to take care of drunk me who didn't know his way around Portsmouth, all that frustration came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay, so your most treasured memory since your uh, debut
1: could be in the ring or it could just be training
0: could just be traveling with the guys
1: um i'm trying to think so obviously there's been quite a there's been quite a lack of wrestling um for us as in doing wrestling for us this year and just as a whole um i remember the first time i got to do a dive outside of the ring um I, i was like really wanted i was like they one of the dive spot, it was a it was a 10-man tag at Buckland. Um, I, I'm not gonna remember everyone that was in it, but it was me, um uh Har- Harry Milligan, Dan Randall, um the Dragon Emperor oh, yeah. and um oh, Kai Kidding and uh, We Wrestled, Andy Boy Simmons, Aiden Taylor, um I'm, I'm not going to... Oh, team. Louis and Sean and James Castle. And uh, I just remember they wanted to have a dive spot and it was either going to be me or the dragon. And uh, um, uh, I've, I put my hand up for it and got to do the uh, over-the-top-to-the-outside swanton under, all, under everyone. And I think that was what... Um, Aidan actually mentioned it on one of your first podcasts. That's the one where Andy Simmons doesn't get hit and then just walks <laughs> away and dabs. He doesn't feel... You know, so instead of doing the old fake, the old uh, dramatic, oh, falling over. He just walked away from the pile of bodies and just dabbed.
0: The sign of a veteran right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't take a bump unless you need. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, so I remember doing that. I also remember my um my girlfriend's debut, Ashley K. Um, uh, I, I, got, I got to wrestle in her debut. It was her, Will Castle, who have actually wrestled. We, me and Will looked back, and we wrestled each other more than anyone else since I started training, whether it's training matches, spots, or on shows. Since my debut, there's no one else I've wrestled more than the guy who ironically I'm not currently living with. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, my girlfriend's debut was me, the Dragon again, and Zan Phoenix against Will Castle, Jack Fox, and Ashley Care, And unfortunately for me and for her, um, my girlfriend's debut will forever be remembered for me getting cacked and my tights falling down. I do not
0: recall that. What, what happened?
1: <laughs> I went to do a head. So um, Will injured him. Uh, will got injured um the Wednesday before the show. So I was meant to do my spot with Will and ended up having to do it with Jack Fox. Yep. And it was kind of neat. You know, it was just a you know, miscommunication where Jack is a lot shorter than Will. So when I did the head scissors... And, you know I've, I've been practicing it with will and just you know it was only my you know um well probably third or fourth or fifth match probably yeah. f- probably fourth match and uh i just didn't readjust to doing it on a shorter guy so what ended up happening was where you're meant to grab the guy around the waist he grabbed me around the knees so as i flip forward my tights come down <laughs> You know, but um, I uh, I managed to, I mean, you know, I managed to recover. Uh, I managed to recover with a nip up and pull my tights up at the same time, which looked quite, which looked quite cool. Yeah, and then um, carry on with the spot. So um, but it's just quite funny that uh, you know, it's um, we should have, should that that there should have been all about Ashley K making her debut. And I think uh, I think the the most poignant point of the match was me having my tights around my ankles.
0: Right. <sighs> so uh, obviously uh, Jeff Hardy's been a huge inspiration for you for sure. Um, is, you, know, you said you, is it because of his, uh, I don't know, defiance, his rebellion, his...
1: I uh... think, yeah, I think the high-flying stuff, I think, Um. If, if anyone ever asked me, who is AJ Wright, you know, anything like that, I always reply with, AJ Wright's the guy that shouldn't even be wrestling because he's got a heart problem, never mind doing the crazy shit he does. Yeah. You know, never mind, never mind, do, even doing a swanton or jumping out the ring or stuff like that, you know, like... um. I always, always as well. I always love a good, a good reaction when someone gives the scar a chop. I think that's a, that's a spot that I'm definitely going to have to keep in for matches for, for the reaction. I remember uh, Andy Simmons cho- um, chopped me in the match we talked about earlier, your debut, and uh, the, um, the reaction from that because uh, obviously with the scar and stuff, it yeah. always gets a nice, gets a nice gasp. I mean, yeah, is, is
0: there any like risk? Well i assume there must be like taking direct shots to the chest
1: um i was always told that i couldn't like so like it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's about pressure
0: <laughs> well i mean your, your doctor's not gonna be like hey don't ever take any knife edge chops to the chest
1: yeah yeah no, I, it's about pressure so i was always told stuff like high diving boards and swimming pools or like cliff jumping it's about it's it's about pressure more so than you know whether it's uh you know a direct hit you know, Impact. it's it's uh, yeah yeah exactly so um if uh, the difference between being chopped, where it's only a second, and like I said, doing something like cliff jumping, where it's a really quick change in pressure, that's um, I think it's fine. I mean, I can. Um, I'll probably test it the first time I do a swan off a ladder because I do want to do that at some stage. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully that hopefully we'll uh, find out then if it's if it's all about the pressure or if it, um, if it's about the height.
0: So you have absolutely no plans of reeling
1: it in or uh, playing oh, no. it. No no I'll I'll, um, I'll really in when I have to but for now I think with, with the break as well with this year being so barren in terms of training I mean we got to train for a little bit um uh big C's opened up in Gosport um halfway through 2020 um and he had a he had a wrestling ring in his gym wasn't a wrestling school by any means but um you know you could book out the ring and for an hour and go and just you know, and it was nice just to be able to refresh. You know what I mean? After like six months of not doing anything, yeah. So I me, mean, me, and me, and um, you know, the house full, which uh, we we would go down and we'd rent rent the ring for an hour or two, and you know, even just even just uh, do bumps and rope running and lockups and all the stuff that you would do at a beginners class because we just could again. You know, mm-hmm. so that was really useful. Um, yeah, I don't intend really on stopping. I you know, once I uh, once we all get back. Um, after this year I'll probably I'll, you know I'll be going for it as, as hard as ever and seeing where we can go with it and
0: oh, that leads on nicely to my next question uh, your plans for the future hopes for the future any goals in particular and um,
1: yeah yeah I've been I've been I've been thinking about this a lot obviously with um, with the family being back home and everything that's going on and you know the 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 death rate, if you want to call it, and uh, thankfully it's going down now. Um, but uh, I, 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 I was torn between moving back. Not gonna lie, halfway through lockdown, I, you know, I was torn between moving back to I was, I was going to move back to Ireland just to be with my family. But um, you know, I think in today's day and age, where you can do, FaceTime and video calls and everything. I think uh, you know, leaving everything I've worked for here, um, it would just be. You know, not be, not be worth it without significant reason. So I think um, I think going forward, I'll probably say continue training. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sitting sweet and with the job that I've got at the minute. You know, uh, directing traffic to get their vaccines. So I don't see any reason to change up. Um, as soon as the as soon as the, the training school opens back up, I think we'll be uh, you we'll know, be first through the door, much like yourself. I reckon.
0: Yeah, I literally cannot wait um cool so uh where can those listening find you on the social media is there anything you want to plug
1: oh i'm actually because i'm uh so terrible at remembering things i'm actually gonna have to there we go so my instagram is aj underscore right 6197 also facebook just aj right and um yeah there's, there's you've got links to my matches on youtube there and uh that's about it until until we get more match footage. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't be too long before we can, you know, get it all up and running again.
0: Oh, dude, the, the first show back. And um, well, I'm assuming it'll probably they'll have to put like limits on how many people can attend. But
1: I yeah, I, I imagine um, I, I imagine the first show. I, well, I'm hoping realistically from from what I've heard from the vaccine center and how long it's going to take to get everyone vaccinated, yeah, I would like to think we'd have it's obviously okay with um andy it's not really our decision is it but um the uh the 2022 rumble you know we meant you know it looks like that in uh, i'd love i'd love the first match but the first show back to be a rumble when it, it'll be gonna be nice and fun for everyone i reckon
0: yeah i mean that would be perfect i mean it's typically the biggest uh, yeah. event of the year so um
1: yeah yeah that'd
0: be great
1: yeah but yeah we just have to hang tight and um i'll I'll, uh, I'll 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 keep directing traffic to make sure everyone gets vaccinated and hopefully we'll be we'll be back as soon as possible
0: oh, thank you very much the country salutes you sir <laughs> cool Well, this has been awesome man thank you for uh really appreciate you uh taking time out of your day
1: yeah th- thanks, and, for, uh, thanks for having me definitely i feel have one like i feel most... like as well i feel like as well, just before we go um I, I i would shall we give a shout out to the to the new podcast logo TK oh, artwork. yes,
0: of course, your uh, girlfriend very yes. kindly, um, without even, like, prompting. She
1: no. Hit me up I and was like,
0: hey, I, uh, this incredible logo. Uh, do you like it? Yeah, so she, Hells, she got yeah. An,
1: so she got an iPad. She got a new iPad for Christmas, and she's, if you look on her TK artwork page, she's doing loads of animal portraits, you know, family portraits, uh, to tattoo designs. And she just said to me, she was like, I'm going to do a logo for Ben's podcast. And I was like, okay. And then two days later, she comes up with the coolest thing I think I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I was like, just send it to him. He was like, And she was like, but he's already got a logo. I was like, just send it to him because he'll love it. And obviously he did. So, yeah, shout out to TK Artwork.
0: Yeah, it's an incredible logo and also makes me look bigger and more shredded than I actually am. So
1: I uh- <laughs>
0: absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, thanks for thanks for having me today, man. It's been a it's been a good one, and I've got the day off work because um they're closing the um they closed the vaccine center today because of something or rather to do with the site. But yeah, so uh I, I originally thought I was gonna have to do this and go to work, but I've got the afternoon off now. yeah, thanks thanks again, man.
0: So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh we'll see you uh in training soon.
1: Yes, as soon as I say as soon, as soon as it's open, I'm uh I'll imagine we'll get in, and uh, whoever knows you might even get the, hashtag beat up will castle together or something
0: awesome i cannot wait well thanks again man i really appreciate you taking the time
1: no problem man in a bit take care
0: bye